0: Welcome to a special edition of Lockdown Football. There's a new manager of Northern Ireland in situ. It's the former Scunthorpe United, Sligo Rovers and Motherwell boss, Ian Barraclough, who's enjoyed excellent success with the under-21s. I just happened to have worked with him for a few years on commentary as well with Satanta. So, Ian, feet under the table and you must be absolutely delighted.
1: Yeah, it's um, a great feeling, a sense of pride, Great honour. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those feelings that you you you, you maybe never thought you'd uh, you, you'd experience. But um, no, I was um, I, I, I was delighted to receive the call and, and, and offered the role. And um, you know, it was one of those that that, that you were never going to turn down.
0: You're the second former League of Ireland manager. Former League of Ireland manager to be Northern Ireland boss Stephen Kenny who was in charge of Dundalk uh, now in charge of the Republic of Ireland obviously it's been a very good breeding ground then lately
1: yeah and, and it was it was um it was good to hear from him yesterday I received a text from him he um he got the job I think uh, several months ago wasn't it now and and um and and, and I immediately texted him my congratulations um and, and and likewise it was it was a it was strange. I said it'd be uh, it will be good to lock horns again in November, or the possibility of it. And um, you know, we, we, we had some good tussles as managers. I, I think you um, would allow me to say that I think I, I, I got the better of him on, on a couple of occasions in in a cup final, and and, and obviously um, when he was at Shamrock Rovers. But he managed to turn the tables just as I was leaving leaving Sligo, and uh, it took, took Dundalk onto, onto great things. So it was um, it'll be. It would be nice to, to meet up with him in November because that means that we've beaten Bosnia.
0: I mean, I was working with you on TV for a couple of years while you were out of the game and obviously you'd been with Motherwell for a while as well. Um, it's a wonderful step up. You're enjoying the position as it is now, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and, and it's been it's been three years uh, with the under-21s that has been, um, you know, I think it's, a, it's a, been a learning curve for me. It's one that um, I've... Uh, had to adapt the way I coach and manage, and um, I think it's uh, it's been a, a well, hopefully a, a way that Eng- England have gone as well, and, and the way that the Republic have gone. Uh, I also know that the Romanian manager has just stepped up for the, the under-21s as well, having played against them. Um, so it's a it's a trend that I was I was pleased uh, the Irish FA went down, and and, and certainly one that I'm, i I think it's 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 got me prepared for for, for what's ahead. Um, I also allowed me to, 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 to get to know a lot of the characters amongst the group, the players, certainly the staff as well. Um, but there's also then a bit of um, continuity for, for younger players coming from the under-21s. They're hopeful of making the next step up into the seniors and, and hopefully they see it as a, as, a, as a friendly face there.
0: And you find Northern Ireland in a good place at the moment, having been in the last Euros, being in the playoff semifinals now for Euro 2020?
1: Yeah, I think I think we're still on a an upward curve, and and um, you know it's for, it's my it's my time to to take take over the the reins and 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 hopefully continue with that upward curve, and and if that means little tweaks, we we evolve things, we we change things as we go ahead. Um, I'm sure there's going to be questions on continuity, but for me, you know the continuity is something that is is so important, and and that means you know exactly what it says, continuing to do the things that have served as well. and and, and trying to build on them. Thanks. Good luck with it. Thanks, Will. So Ian Barclough
0: then, the new manager of Northern Ireland. Michael Clark, joins us across various media outlets, BBC Northern Ireland, Virgin Media, Sport and 98FM in Lisburn. I mean, it's a great appointment. There were about three or four runners or riders there and it looked going into the weekend that he was going to be the main candidate because they'd asked him for a response. Yeah,
2: um, I think a lot of Northern Ireland fans are happy with the appointment. Stephen Robinson was the other name that sort of stood alongside him as the front-runners. And then behind that you had Jim Magelton, you had Tommy Wright, and I think um, and Kenny Shields, obviously, who emerged at the last minute and maybe was a surprise entry despite his fantastic credentials throughout his career, the current Northern Ireland women's manager. But um, Ian Barraclough has done such a phenomenal job with the under-21s. He definitely deserved to be included. And it was uh, it, it kind of felt like those two, him and Robinson, were always... Uh, the two favourites. So in the end, maybe his close working relationship with Michael O'Neill added to the fact that he's Northern Ireland's most successful under-21 manager um, really helped just stick his nose in front because Northern Ireland are at a time in their football history where they're probably needing to get more young players into that team and are aware that some of the key figures in the squad, like your Stephen Davis's, are not going to be around for two or three more campaigns So why not get the guy in who's already got big results with the young players and and give him the reins and let him run with
0: them? And this continuity as well. He's been involved with the Northern Ireland Football Association now for something like three years. He knows the scene inside out. He knows the players who are coming through. He does. And that is going to be a massive part of it. I think it's 10 or 11
2: of the players that he's managed have gone on to make their debut for the senior team since he took over the under-21s and... um, That record speaks for itself and he was able to have that incredible Euro 2019 qualifying campaign where Northern Ireland narrowly missed out finishing behind Spain in the group but amassed 20 points and one in Spain which is you know in itself probably an unthinkable achievement. They lost 5-3 Northern Ireland at home against Spain in what was a real barnstormer at Shamrock Park but to go out to Spain and win was even more incredible when you look at the quality that goes throughout that Spanish side. And those players, those young players that are now part of the senior setup, seeing him get this job are thinking, we've already won things with him. We already have defied odds with this manager. He's going to be able to help us do that again. And it's a different scenario, isn't it, for him in a way because he's replacing a guy who has been very successful and just... The way everything's been delayed with coronavirus has had to leave prematurely to his own plans. Normally you replace a manager who's had a really bad spell. Everything's down and you need to pick them back up. Actually, the mood's pretty high. People know him already, so he's stepping into a good environment and they'll be hoping to use that to his advantage.
0: And it was most wins ever in an under-21 qualifying campaign for Northern Ireland, having not won a single game in the previous one. It's the most goals they've scored in a qualifying campaign people obviously love his football up there then yeah
2: exactly I mean I was lucky to cover that campaign and uh, I think it was all but one of the home matches and um, what struck me is the versatility because he had different formations for different teams and maybe you know you would have thought he's just going to play the exact way Michael O'Neill wants him to play and they're going to try and be like a, a younger carbon copy so that it all just translates. But no, he was very much his own manager, wasn't afraid to be adaptable, um, change things in a game if it wasn't working, and also respond to the fact that as an under-21 manager, your team are going to call up your best players from time to time. And then you're going to go, oh, right, I don't have Paul Smith. I don't have Gavin White. I don't have Billy McCock, Farrow, Right, What do I do without some of my best attacking players and my goalkeeper? But they, he always seemed to find a way. Um, the most recent campaign with him hasn't been as good, admittedly, but they're in a tough group, and probably it's a mixture of, he was trying to rebuild in there, I think the record was two draws and three defeats, so, you know, people were wondering what, in Verticom, the problem was, I'm not sure that there necessarily was one, or the draw against Malta, which was frustrating, but um, I see it as a
0: very positive appointment, and I think it's something that... Um, People can be excited about. And he's obviously managed in the Football League in England, he's managed in the Scottish Premier Division, he's been hugely successful in the League of Ireland, winning pretty much every trophy that was available. And he's still really young, so it looks like every positive factor is is in his favour.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's already worked with the Northern Ireland first team before and he's come in and worked on sessions that he knows the coaching staff. He's keeping uh, Jimmy Nicholson for example which um, I think is a really smart move by him when you look at everything Jimmy Nichol's achieved in his footballing career let alone his coaching to have someone like that there will only help um, so no I mean he, he's hugely professional I think what strikes me having worked with him and I know you've worked with him as well is his demeanour he's a very relaxed very approachable guy will take opinions on board but equally He's incredibly driven and determined. And I mean, I I spoke to him earlier today and I know how much it would mean to him to get to the Euros two games away now. And he was saying like, this is what a prize that is. What a carrot to dangle in front of any squad. And um, I was wondering if maybe the, the Nations League, because Northern Ireland are two games ahead of the Euro playoff with Bosnia, and obviously then the potential final against the Republic of Ireland or Slovakia. Would the Nations League games kind of take a a back seat? Would he be afraid to risk the big players? And he said, no, we're taking every competition seriously. We want to win our games going into Bosnia. We want to be in good spirit, and we want to see where we can go. And he watched Northern Ireland's Euro 2016 from home. He doesn't want to be at home the next time Northern Ireland are at the Euros. He wants to be the man to take them there.
0: I have to say, I really enjoyed working with him just after Sligo would let him go, probably no, probably about it, definitely prematurely, and in between that and the Motherwell job, and then after the Motherwell job it ended, you could tell that he really wanted to get back into day-to-day football. He loved the broadcasting work without a shadow of a doubt, and he was brilliant at it, and still would be brilliant at it, but he's just so driven. He's definitely in the right job now, I think. There's no doubt about that, from his point of view anyway.
2: Yeah, and I think he's going to be um, a guy that for anyone that maybe didn't have as many dealings with him, who, who weren't as hands on with the under 21 side, now that he's in the senior setup, I think he will win a lot of friends quickly. Now, you know, football is a business as well. So we, we can't just pretend it's all going to be pally pally at, at times. I'm sure he's going to be heated and that's what we have to expect. But what I like about him um, is he's very clear about the character that he wants the team to have. And, um, I'll clean this up, but uh, he's a sign that he likes to hang up saying, no Richard heads, might not be the exact phrase, in his dressing rooms. And that is what he expects. You know, We're dealing with people that play for big clubs, but no egos. Leave those at the door. This is a collective. And I think, in fairness, that is something that Northern Ireland squads have not struggled with previously. I was talking to both Niall McGinn and Liam Donnelly, and you think of the battle that they've had in the SPFL with their respective clubs. Um, Aberdeen and Motherwell, and they're always able to leave that at the door when they go for international duty. And I think Liam Donnelly had a little bet run on with Nile that you know we're going to finish above you. Don't worry about that. And um, you know probably not the way either of them had planned their season to finish. But the fact that they can keep the friendly rivalry and come into a dressing room shows you that there's a good spirit in there anyway. And that's Michael O'Neill's hard work and um, Ian Baraclough who, I mean, anyone that went to functions where both managers were at, they're always beside each other. They're always talking. They're always expressing their ideas. Um, and that's exciting because he's, he's obviously picked Michael O'Neill's brain. And Michael O'Neill's a, you know, a hugely popular manager for Northern Ireland fans for all that he's achieved. That's you know, stating the obvious. And Ian Barraclough seems like a natural successor. And um, from speaking to Liam Donnelly, because obviously he plays under Stephen Robinson, I, I had asked him, well, kind of what's the difference and that's, I guess, what a lot of Northern Ireland fans are wondering. What's the difference between the two? What what put one ahead of the other? And Liam's answer to me was, do you know what? They're pretty much the same in terms of they're very analytical, very tactical, very specific. It's probably slightly a personality thing. And Robbo's maybe a bit more intense. And Barra's maybe a bit more laid back. But that's all there is to it. So to be honest with you, I think Stephen Robinson could have done a brilliant job here too had he been selected. So. Um, Northern Ireland and the IFA were in a great position where they had a few good options, not just two, but um, Ian Barraclough is the one they've gone with.
0: Yeah, there's something that he mentioned during the main press session earlier today at Windsor Park that Michael O'Neill had said to him, you, you'd better get ready for the top job and stuff like that, which he took to be, you know, just a joke, a quip and so on, a throwaway line. Do you think Michael O'Neill might have had a little bit of influence Um, before he left just to say I'm departing but I'll tell you what he would be a very good choice to succeed me I wouldn't put it past him
2: Michael O'Neill is a very shrewd operator and if he has an opinion he's not behind the doors about it um, for better or for worse and I think that he's obviously built up a good relationship with Ian Barraclough and he produced the goods you know he was getting great results and churning out these players and Michael O'Neill was calling under 21s up who were ready for the senior squad I don't know how much more of a ringing endorsement you would need than that. Um, When Ian Barclough's handing them up, they're not coming back down. So he obviously wasn't wasting Michael's time saying, come look at this guy. I think he's ready. And then they, you know, floundered. They were ready to take their chance. And a couple of them uh, took it in ways we couldn't imagine. You know, Gavin White scoring on his international debut with his first touches. Um, Stuff of fairy tales. You know, when you think of this as a, a guy that came through the ranks in the Irish League and, People were wondering what would he be like across the water, let alone what would he be like as an international footballer. So um, they both had their part to play in his success story. So um, no continuity is the word that's been probably mentioned almost to death today. But there, it's, it's clearly been mentioned for a reason because they, they do see it as the perfect continuation of both managers' successful work.
0: Thanks, Michael. So when it's Northern Ireland against the Republic of Ireland in the uh, playoff final, we'll have you back on. But until then, thanks very much. (laughs) I look forward to it. So that's it for now. The regular edition that was due to go out this morning, actually. A remarkable interview we did 9 a.m. Monday morning with Jan Kermagant. That's coming out tomorrow. In that, you'll hear about how he lost four years of his life through leukemia, how he went into professional football at the age of 24, and how his playing career in England was almost ended after a couple of months because he was frozen out by a lot of the rest of the squad at Leicester City. And hopefully you can join us tomorrow for that. But until then, from this special edition, it's goodbye.